to the GVGB podcast. It's that boy, Mark. I got a very special guest. If y'all know me, then y'all know who this is. If y'all don't, he's about to introduce himself, but I got my brother. I got my little baby brother, Michael. Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Mac, <laughs> a.k.a. Michael Fresh, Michael Gonzalez, a.k.a. Necro Lantern. That's my PSN. <laughs> I play 2K and Madden. Hit me up, homeboys. <laughs> PlayStation 4, let's go. Alright, so y'all don't want that smoke from Michael if y'all... <laughs> One hand gangster right here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into it, man. You ready to be on the podcast? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, <laughs> Okay. let's start it then. I said it, then I meant it. All my life I won a Grammy, but I probably never get it. I ain't never had no trophy or no motherfucking ribbon. Fuck the system, I'm that nigga. Better law, cut the rules. I'm about to risk it all. I ain't got too much to lose. Y'all been eating long enough. It's my turn to cut the food. Pass the plate with my drink. This my day. Lucky you. Fuck you too. Woo! Y'all gotta move. Y'all gotta move. Y'all gotta move. Give me some room. Give me some room. Give me the juice, how about the coop? How about the coop? How about the shoot? Y'all gotta move. Y'all gotta move. Give me the juice. Um, okay. So, um, this is not what this podcast is about, but I just do want to say that I think that Eminem is trash. But that song's actually not that bad. It's not bad. Like I give it like a good D plus. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got you. <laughs> I got you. So, so anyways, um, to uh, kind of like open up the podcast, uh, what we wanted to share was obviously you and my, our family knows this story, but I wanted to uh, try to give you a platform to kind of like just spit your shit, you know what I mean? Just coming from, yeah, you know, your point of view. And obviously, uh, you were the one that went through this. So, it, who better than from you? And then, plus, if like, if um, there's something that you don't remember or you don't forget, like, I can kind of fill in the blanks. But um, for the listeners out there, uh, my brother Michael, um, around what eight years ago was it? Seven, eight, seven, eight years ago, um, had a little bit of an unfortunate accident um, that stemmed from an illness. And it changed all of our lives, you know, forever. Like it was a, it was a little bit of a big deal. Um, what's up? And just, just to clarify, I was not in an act, a car accident. No, no, no. no I know no, no. people ask me all that, time, yeah. all that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll, we'll explain it. We'll explain it. Um, we'll just start from the beginning. Um, yeah, just want to share, share your story. So go ahead. Oh, uh, okay. So. Um... When I, start, start from the very beginning. Um, I had just came from my boy uh, Dom's house. No, no, not no. Yeah, I just came from his house. It was my birthday, and we were hanging out. I came home with a with a cold, 
or fever or whatever. And I'd, I'd say about two a week or two, it didn't get better. And I kept going back to the, hospital, the, the, the physician's office and he kept telling me it's just a cold or it's just a fever. You'll, you'll get through it. Uh, and then, um, uh, obviously I didn't get through it. So, well, well, remember like we're to, so you got to like tell the story, like to people that have never met you don't know your situation. You know what I mean? Right, so like, right. obviously, you know, when the Manus are listening to this, they know what's up. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, you know, obviously some people know cause they were there. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, Tell it like if you were telling it to an audience of people that you don't know. And like they genuinely are like, okay, well, what's your story? You know what I mean? Like, let's listen to you. So go ahead. I got it. Uh, okay, so um, I wanted to try out for the Cimarron Memorial, Cimarron Memorial's volleyball team. And it, it turned out that I had developed asthma. And uh, I couldn't play. Along with that, it it turned out that I had a, I had a, a I had a pin cap stuck in my throat, uh, blocking the antibiotics from working because I had pneumonia instead of a fever or a cold. So it turned out it turned out to be pneumonia. It turned out to be pneumonia. Yes. Okay. And. Uh, don't worry, it's all good. It's all good. It's so long. I'm trying to remember. You don't remember the story? Partially. It's it's okay. You want me to kind of fill in? When when I get to the hospital, because you know after the after the after I went under, I don't remember nothing. Okay, that's okay. Just uh, just okay. just say what you just just say what your story is like from from your point. So I go to someone hospital, and I I don't remember. The first time why I went into surgery, um, but I remember, I remember playing Wii with 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 my dad, mm-hmm. and after that it it just went all black. I don't remember anything else from that. Okay, so um, let me just kind of fill in the blanks. So we, like you said, we all thought that it was the flu. Um, it was the winter time. Your birthday's in December. So we thought it was just, you know, nothing out of the uh, ordinary. Um, when we went to the doctors and actually got x-rays and done and stuff like that, that's when we found out that there was a pin cap actually stuck inside of your lung. Like it was actually lodged inside of your lung. Now, how that pin cap got there... Uh, okay, yeah, that's exactly the face that we were making. We don't know, okay? Obviously, you had to swallow it because that's impossible for that to just uh, phase through your body and just get lodged in a in a in a lung. Oh, I, I could be the dude from the Matrix. <laughs> so you're the, you're the dude from the Matrix. <laughs> okay, so um, so yeah, once that happened, um, back, Lila, uh, excuse me, so. We take it to the hospital. They figure out what's going on. Um, the doctor pretty much tells us that it's going to be a simple procedure and say that we have to remove the pin cap uh, during the surgery as well as drain your lungs because your lungs, um, uh, I don't know. like It the, was filled with phlegm. Exactly. Whatever it is, it's filled with something that's not supposed to be there. 
the pneumonia, you got pneumonia, you got to drain it, and then you get back to normal, right? Right. So, like you said, that night that you were playing Wii with Pops, that was the last night that you were awake until they put you under. You got put into a medical coma. This is what they call it. They put you under for the surgery. So, this is what happened. So, once you went under and they did the surgery of the draining, the doctor, the surgeon, I rather... The, the surgeon botched the surgery. So what happened was is that instead of puncturing the lung to drain it, they they actually had you in the wrong position where the instead of the fluid coming out, it actually just went into your other lung. So instead so now you have both of your lungs essentially drowning. Like you're literally drowning from within. And that's, you know, wrong. And a lot of that, uh, a lot of that, those uh, fluids and shit like that inside you is like toxic and it's kind of fucked up. So, um, they kind of went into emergency mode. They had to get you on like respirators and all these machines to try to keep you breathing and stuff like that. Cause you started to like, you know, pretty much suffocate, you know? Um, so from that point on, I don't really remember the logistics. We'd have to ask mom and dad, but pretty much every day was a struggle because they would try, they, they were basically trying to figure out how to help every single day, but essentially telling us, hey, he may die today. So we need you to be here. We need you to sign this paperwork. We need you to do this and do this and do this because we're about to try something to try to help him, but he may not even make it. Like there's like a whatever percent chance that he's going to make it through the thing that we tried to help him with. So it was very, very hard. Uh, it was very hard during that time because it was essentially every day. And you know, mom, mom and dad both get stressed out very easily. They didn't know what was going on. Um, plus, we have the thought of, hey, he was supposed to just come in here for something simple. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck happened? You know, like, how did we end up here? Yeah. Um, so it was, it was very frustrating. We were mad at doctors. But then also you have that feeling with doctors of they're fucking up and we're mad at them. But we feel like they're the only ones that can help us. Because, like, how could we ever help you in that situation? So we have to trust them, but we also are angry at them and we want them to stop fucking up. And it seemed like every single day that they were um, having you under their watch, they kept fucking up over and over and over again. Um, which leads us to the story of why you lost your leg. So I, I, remember, I remember this specifically was that dad used to... Dad, he's not a doctor, but you know, dad is very smart. He researches a lot. He, he knows a lot of shit. And he knew that the way that they had your body positioned. Oh, actually. Okay. He knew that the way that they had your body positioned, that there wasn't enough blood flow and enough blood circulating down to your legs and feet. He knew that. And it was just like, hey, like, you know, like you guys have to. You know, like, move him around. Like, do whatever. You know what I mean? You have to... You can't just have his legs wide, like, up in the air like that and just expect nothing to happen because all of his blood, he's already... You know what I mean? Like, you're you're losing weight, like, super quick. And, like, 
you're under this medical coma and all this kind of stuff is happening. Um, unfortunately, you, you start to have strokes while you're under and they're trying to make sure that all the blood is going up to your head and the ox or the blood is getting to your brain and whatever makes sense. Sure. But he was like, Hey, you also have to do this and you have to do that. Like it can't just be stick your legs up in the air and then, you know, hope for the best. Yeah. Of course the nurse is like, ah, we're fine. Like, don't worry, sir. We know what we're doing. Blah, 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 blah. That, you know, that kind of pissed off dad. I remember. Um, and then, you know, what happens next is your leg went dead. Like your, what is it? Your right leg? Yeah. Your right leg completely went dead and they didn't listen to dad. They didn't listen to mom. And we just felt helpless because it was like every other day, it's something new with you guys. You know what I mean? And like my dad is obviously not an expert, but he was just like, hey, like, won't this happen if you don't change his position? And they're like, no, 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 it'll be fine. And then what happened? We ended up having to amputate your leg. So if I'm not mistaken, mom, I think it was mom that made the decision to move you. Or will helped help with that decision to move you. Um, because we didn't trust the hospital anymore. The surgeon was fucking up constantly. The nurses weren't listening. They weren't trying to help. It just seemed like they were they weren't really invested in your health. And they weren't really trying to help you all that much. It just seemed like they they were make their mistakes and they just kinda of be like, Oh well, eh, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like on to the next thing, you know what I mean? And it was just too much. Just simple as that. So something that you obviously don't remember, but we had you airlifted from Summerlin to UCLA Hospital. And that's when everything got better almost immediately. Like at the time, I don't know if this is still true, but at the time, UCLA Medical Hospital was like one of the best in the country. Like it was like something like top 10 or something like that in the country. So we were like, hell yeah, like, let's get Mike over there. You know what I mean? Like, let's fucking do this shit. Um, we got you over there. I remember I, at that time, I had to watch Nan. So you remember we used to live with Nan? Uh, Nan's our grandmother. That's what we call her. Um, shout out to grandma. I love you. Um, I had to watch Nan because, you know, she's, you know, she's got her things that she has to take care of. She's a little bit older. Um, plus I was trying to work and I was trying to continue to help pay bills and stuff like that. So I stayed and plus I had school. I was in school at the time. So I was trying to manage all of that Vegas shit so that mom, dad, and Mia can worry about you and focus on you while you're in Cali. So I wasn't able to go with you when you got airlifted, but mom would obviously call me every day and let me know how everything's going and blah, 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 blah. Um, again, Everything got better from then. Like, before that point where you were actually able to wake up, everything was got, like, gravy. Like, your leg got healthier. Um, it's unfortunate that we had to do your whole knee. The doctor actually said that... Um, I don't, I'm sure you remember this conversation, but... The doctor said that if we amputate at the ankle, you'll have more problems. Um, you'll have more problems with prosthetics... Because they haven't, um, they haven't really mastered that 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 joint down there, that ankle kind of like movement with the prosthetic. Yeah. Plus, when you have all of your body weight on it, it just um, it just causes a lot of problems. 
it's actually easier for you in life if you do it at the knee. Because the knee is something, uh, I guess it's a little bit more manageable. So then that's why they did that. So um, it actually makes it a lot easier. So um, what else will happen that is, um, damn, 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 damn. I lost my train of thought. Oh, so yeah, we got you healthier. We got you back to normal. Um, the doctors and nurses over there were great. It, everything was phenomenal. Eventually they get to a point where they're able to like ease you out of the com out of the medical coma and you know back to when you woke up um do you remember like those first couple moments yeah it was crazy so it was actually um a little scary cuz i had just came out of the coma and along the stuff i saw in the coma Oh, and also, I just want to, just so that people know how long you were in it, it was about three months. So you can imagine, you know, you, the, the last thing that you remember was going in for routine pneumonia surgery. And now three months later, I wake up in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, well, in a different hospital, different people and all this kind of stuff. Unable so. to move my left hand. I, I, I can barely move. Um, I think I saw my leg was black. I saw my leg was uh, black because of the you know circulation to the the foot and and leg and stuff. Uh, it was, honestly, uh, it was it was just weird, you know, because uh, being under the being under in the coma so much, it felt like I didn't really die, or I wasn't really in the hospital, mm -hmm. kind of. And I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's like a, uh, uh, I don't know how to explain what being a coma feels like, but I, I know what it feels like. But um, it's just it's hard to describe. It's hard to describe how it felt. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but um, I it's like I lived a different life in my coma. In my like coma. you were out of body. Like, like an it, astral projection. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, while I, like, I remember seeing, I remember seeing my body in the hospital bed as I, as I, like, got out of it. I remember, I remember going back home to our apartment in Pirate's Cove. And I remember it, no, nobody being there. You, you remember, um, um, in uh, Silent Hill at the end? Well, I've never seen that movie, but. Okay, well, at the end of the film, the mom and the daughter escaped Silent Hill, mm -hmm. but they didn't really escape it. They were still in hell or purgatory. Sure. So when I so and when when they went home, it it wasn't like all light and stuff. It was still foggy and stuff. Okay. So when I went home, it was still foggy and nobody that, was there. That's like the image that you had. Yeah. Like in the coma of like you going home, but it was like nothing was there. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Um, I remember, I, I specifically remember this before I woke up. I was in, and this, it plays out in one, like one of the scariest, it plays out in one of the scariest horror films I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. It was the movie called The Grudge made in 2004. Um, basically the, it's about this little Asian girl who was violently murdered and she, 
and uh, she basically killed the main character um, at the end. But when I when I woke up, I at right before that I had gone. I was in the Mc. I remember being in the Ronald McDonald house, and my I just saw my just saw Mark, Mia, my dad, and my mom, and everything went black, and I saw her crawling down the stairs and killed everybody in front of me. And then when I woke up, as she's crawling on me, as she's crawling on me, I woke up and then I saw everybody. So it was kind of a traumatic experience for me. Whether, you know, I don't know if it was real or not. I may, you know, from what I was told, I was under a lot of loosening Hallucinogenics? Hallucinogenics. Like the med, the meds that you were on made you hallucinate? Yeah. Okay. And then there was this one time while I was laying bedside. No, my mom, mom, mom was laying bedside with me. I actually hallucinated the, the little girl crawling on me. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it felt real because I couldn't move my body. True. And um, all I can do was scream. And then mom woke up and just about it. Yeah. So, you know, till this day, I can never watch that movie ever again. Sure. Because, like, that's, it's, like you said, it's traumatic. So, like, now when you see it, like, you only think of that fear that you had back then. Yeah. Yeah. It's, fuck. I don't even know. I, I don't even know, like, what I would do. Like, it's crazy to think about that. I mean, even when I got better, mm-hmm. I still get those dreams. Like, those, not, not, those nightmares? Not, sort of. Mm-hmm. I and what? Okay, so my my remedy to to that particular dream, I kill myself. So in my coma, and I think I I told you this in a Facebook post. Yeah. In my coma, I I accepted my death, mm-hmm. and I gave up. Like I wanted to die. Sure. And, and then, and then, then the nightmare would be over and because then, yeah. that would be it. Like it's almost like if you felt like if you were to try to fight it, then the nightmare would go on longer. Yeah, and it gets scarier. You know what I mean? But if you just ended it, then that would be it. So every time I would see it, I would I would imagine a gun to my head mm-hmm. and 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 pull the trigger. Gotcha. And then it would go away. That's scary, bro. Um. Recently, it, I haven't had that, haven't handled, haven't had that scary thought in a while. But how, how long has it been since like the last time that you thought about that? Um, oh well, had that nightmare about a year ago. A year ago, it's been about a year. A since year ago, two weeks ago. Jesus. But um, what do you think the? Because like eventually, oh well. Um. You had mentioned the Ronald McDonald House, so I just want to explain to people what that is really fast, and then I'll ask you more questions. Um, the Ronald McDonald House is a charitable or uh, a charitable uh, organization that McDonald's has. Um, if all of you guys are familiar with the boxes of coins that are in front of the registers, as well as sometimes they'll have that coin, uh, that coin. Um, uh, I don't know, like, it's like a bowl or something that's at the drive through windows that you can drop coins into like, it. Like a donation box. Exactly. Um, those, all of those uh, profits actually go directly to the Ronald McDonald House in pretty much every major city. 
Um, it specializes in giving uh, a place to stay for families that have sick children in hospitals from like out of town or from really far away or that people that just don't have a place to stay. So um, our ca in our case, when we had to have Michael transferred over to uh, LA. LA, we just plain and simple, we didn't have money. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just money's just kind of been tough, you know, with our family since we've been in Vegas. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. But when this happened, there was nothing that we could do once we had to have you in LA because there was no way that we were going to afford a hotel for as long as you were there for three months. A hotel was out of the question. There was no way. So um, we reached out to Ronald McDonald House, and obviously we had the connection at the time. My mo uh, mom works at McDonald's, and she was at the time. I worked at McDonald's, and um, they allowed us to stay there. It's it's for um, it's not completely free. There is a small fee. It's something like I, I want to say it's like forty dollars like a month. You know what I mean? Like it's like something super super cheap. But um, the whole the whole um, they set it up almost like a, a hotel. It's the whole thing is amazing. Um, they have they have free meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day. Most of the food is donated. Um, they have a full access to a kitchen, um, and it's like an industrial kitchen. So like, there's like five stoves. There's like five ovens. You know what I mean? Like the fridge is like huge, um, just packed with anything that you could ever need. The rooms themselves. Um, they, they have like one or two bedrooms or whatever, but they're really, really nice. Um, they have uh, cable, they have, you know, flat screens, TVs in there. They have like a game room and stuff like that for people. Um, and, and it's really, it's a really nice setup, but what's crazy, um, when you think about it is that that's all off of donations. Like all those little boxes that a lot of people disregard those little change boxes. That's what funds those Ronald McDonald houses in all of your major cities. I think the one in Vegas is actually on like, I want to say it's like Sahara and Eastern or something like that. It's like kind of by the DMV on that side, on the east side. Um, if I'm not mistaken, just Google it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If you didn't know where that money goes, it goes to that. And it, it actually helped um, Michael and our family a ton because we fit the description of, you know, who's eligible perfectly. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to kind of give an explanation of what that is. Now, um, yeah, go ahead. Now, even though I, when I was in a hospital, I have never been there. In my, in my head, I, I went, I went to the Ronald McDonald house. Mm. And so I, I just thought, I thought it was weird. Yeah, it is. Because obviously you've never been there, but you know, like, it's just one of those things. It's very strange, but, <laughs> um, so, um, what I was going to ask you was that a part of your, um, like part of your recovery time, what do you think was the hardest part of, was it the mental aspect or the physical aspect of trying to get back to normal? Actually, also we do have to say this part of the story so people understand because we forgot, um, because of the strokes that you had, it, um, you, and you actually ended up being paralyzed. Yeah. So I don't know if you remember, like what actually you did say this, but when you first came to, when you were first out of the medical coma, you didn't have, you couldn't move anything in your body. So he was literally paralyzed neck down. 
Um, couldn't even wiggle a toe. Um, I still can't do it. Yeah, it's it's still very difficult. Yeah. Oh, for both, for for your left leg. For my left foot. I did not know that until just now. That's kind of crazy. Um, so yeah. Slowly, the the motor function started to come back. Um, um, I think now it, it took a long, it took a while for you to kind of get the strength back into your body and stuff like that. But up until now, the only things that you can't really do is tell me. What do you mean? You know, tell them. Tell them. What do you mean? Like, what's the things that you can't like, you know, do a hundred percent? Um, I can't. Um, sometimes I can't stand properly for a certain amount of time. I say about. Um, two, maybe three hours in the same spot or, or yeah, basically standing. Um, I can't, um, uh, well, I was going to say because of the, because of the paralysis, of, your, your arm, your, your, your arm and your hand. Oh, okay. Um, I can't, uh, grab onto things as much as I can with my right arm or yeah. a hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel no pain in my right arm. Absolutely no pain. Like your nerves were damaged. Yeah. Yeah, so now it's just numb. Like I remember, uh, if you can see here. Mm-hmm. I, you mean your left hand? My whole arm. No, no, because you said right, so it's your left. My left arm. Yeah, 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 yeah. gotcha. So if you can see here, mm-hmm. I, I fell down. Sorry. I fell down one time, and I, my arm, my elbow broke a, gl- a glass mug. And it, it gashed me open, and I didn't I didn't know about it till I saw the blood. Mm-hmm. So there's just no feeling it left in it. No, it's crazy. Now if you burn it, I'm gonna feel that because it'll, it'll just because it's heat, it goes through the skin. Okay. Uh, what about your hand? Your left hand. Nothing. I mean, I I feel something, but it don't really hurt that much. Jesus. Um. You can say I'm like, uh, you know, for 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 those anime fans out there, I'm like, uh, I'm uh, I'm the Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but yeah, if, he, if you, he it's like uh, he has a robot, he has a robotic left arm uh-huh. and a robotic right leg. Oh, okay, so that's exactly okay. I got yeah. you. I got you. Um, <laughs> but um, back to my question. What was the hardest part of recovery for you, the mental or the physical aspect of recovery? It had to be the mental uh, thing, probably, because mm-hmm. um, I was still coping. I was still coping with the reality of my situation, mm-hmm. and I kept. I keep on remembering my past, and it my past, my present keep on mixing together, and I. Sometimes forget like since there are a couple of times where um not anymore, but there are, uh when i first when i when I came home there were there there were there were there were some times where I will wake up and I would get up and I would fall 'cause and i like i like I forgot like i I had my leg cut off yeah but um how did you uh kind of like get through it uh it took a while. Honestly, it it uh, it kind of, would it kind of got better with uh, with therapy. I, I went to a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. 
we talked about it um and then uh therapy with uh physical therapy yeah that that and then um going back to high school actually made it a little better yeah like getting back to like talking to people yeah. and like being outside the house and stuff like that yeah was it um did you have difficulties like getting back to like having friends and stuff like that yes and no um yes because the people that I did know they weren't they weren't in special ed like I was mm-hmm. oh so you should you should actually tell them that because of your situation you ended up having to go to special ed in so, uh, high school and um also um <clears throat> excuse me I'm sorry um but because of the he actually took a a little bit of uh, he had partial brain damage as well so that's another part of the reason why we had to put you in in special ed. So I'm sorry. I just want to get the whole picture painted. So go ahead. Uh, it was my when I came back. They had told me that I didn't because of my accident. I didn't. I did not finish my junior year. And not, not junior sophomore, oh, sophomore year. year. Yeah. Sophomore year. And while I was doing my junior year in the special ed classes. I was still doing, I was finishing my sophomore classes. And then that, that didn't end until my second year as a senior. No, my first year as a senior. Where when, my, when I was in my junior year, I was, doing, I was doing my junior year and my sophomore classes to make, fall, following up on it. And then when I went to senior, I was doing my junior classes in my senior classes. Gotcha, gotcha. And then, then they told me that I didn't have, I won't have enough credits to graduate in 2013. Mm-hmm. So I stayed another year, and I ended up graduating with more credits than I was supposed to have. Gotcha. Um, so I wanted to ask you. Um, so since since being an amputee and you have. Um, just like some physical kind of like limitations. How's, what are some of the ways that your life has gotten harder? Just doing day-to-day things. Um, I can't, I can't walk on a certain uh, terrain. Like, like certain surfaces. Sand, rocks, grass. Um, anything probably, anything not concrete. I can't, it's kind of hard to walk on. Stairs. Um, I, and in the beginning, I, it it was kind of hard to go upstairs. Now, it's it's a little easier because I practice going going up and down stairs. Um, but I kind of get scared a little bit because I'm afraid of heights, so that that goes into it. Yeah. Um, standing for long periods of time. Sure. Uh, and then the 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 phantom pain I told you about. Yeah. Oh, so we'll, we'll tell them, tell them about it. Okay, phantom pain is basically where you can still feel your limb, even though it's gone. Your brain, if yeah, if you don't, um, it's hard to explain. Um, how, how do I explain this? Your brain tricks you. You your brain tricks you into thinking that you still have a leg there, and it sends signals down your body to your leg. 
and it it feels like your your foot or arm or whatever is still there, but it's not. So, and sometimes you know, like I was telling Mark, that if if uh if I feel like I have an itch on my leg on my on my foot, I can't scratch it, and it it gets annoying because I I feel the itch or someone tickling my foot, and I and I can't take it away, and it's it's just frustrating was that um how long did it take for you to kind of adjust to this because like you said like you remember waking up some nights and thinking that oh you just have your leg but then remembering quickly like oh shit like no it's not there uh it it took me about six months to adjust and like to really grasp it that yeah yeah did you um because if if you remember, like there was, I think about a year where you were just in the no, it was longer than a year. It was longer than a year, but where you had to use the wheelchair. Yeah. What was um What was it like for you having to need a wheelchair as opposed to, you know what I mean? Like remember remembering the time where you didn't need it. It was fun. It was so fun. I had people pull me around, <laughs> push me around. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> hey, I thought I was a movie star. He like, you gonna push me? All right. Push away. It it, it 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 wasn't really that much of a big deal because <clears throat> I knew I knew because um at the at the time that when I got the wheelchair I had the little brace that I didn't before I had the leg and stuff mm-hmm. and when I got the leg I knew that you know I have this leg I'm going to walk I'm going to walk sometime soon yeah and I uh, I want to tell you something um. I remember in math class, my junior year, coming. It was the, it was coming back from spring break. Mm-hmm. My junior year, I, air the class was over and, everybody was like, "Hey, Michael, why don't you try to walk?" And then that was, and then I, they, they, they pulled my chair up against the wall, up against the wall, and they, and I. I got up, and I tried to walk, and I didn't get very far, but that was the first time that I actually tried to walk. And then I promised, and I made a vow to myself, after that day, after that, after that day, after that, after that semester into my senior year, that I will walk, I will come, I will come back to school as a senior, walking. Mm-hmm. So I told mom and dad, and then they got me the crutch. You saw. Yeah, I remember the crutches. And then through the crutches, I start. I got. I found my balance again, and I started walking normally, or somewhat. How did that, um, like, being able to, you know, first off try something that you didn't think that you could do, then when you do it, you set a goal for yourself. And then actually being able to reach the goal, how did that make you feel that you accomplished something that you didn't even think was possible? Oh, it made me feel awesome. Like, it made me feel like physically I can do anything. Like, uh, I remember, um, I don't know if you remember this, but when I was at uh, CSN, I I missed the bus. Mm. And I walked from CSN at Cheyenne. All the way up to Valley View yep. in Washington. 
And it, I swear to God, it was probably one of the longest walks I've had. <laughs> All right. But I knew that because the, when I'm walking, I, I, I'm, I'm not really worried about when I'm getting there. As long as I, I, set, as I set a set point, I'm going to get there. It may take me three days, one hour, <laughs> you know, I'm going to get there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So physically, I feel like I am... Um, I'm Superman. Let's put in that terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can do anything. If if I know if I can physically touch it and physically do it. Yeah, basically. That makes sense. That's good, Mike. That's real good. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so professional. Um, what do you think? Um, like if you had to tell. If you had to tell someone else that was going through a similar situation that you had to go through, what kind of um, advice would you give them? You know what I mean? Like, what do they have to, like, kind of, like, look forward to, like, while they go through this journey of being, you know, like, handicapped or physically disabled, mentally disabled and stuff like that? Like, what would you tell them? I would say hang in there and try not to overthink it. Yeah. Um, you're gonna be hardships throughout the life, and you're gonna you're gonna one day say, you know, I give up, I quit, and you know, if you if you do that, then you're basically telling your body that you don't want you don't want to get better, and that the the best thing you could you should do is just just fight, just fight your way back. That's that's honestly great advice, Mike. And then uh, I think um, <clears throat> I think that I asked that question because like a lot of people sometimes have to hear that, you know, like when they go through tough things like that. Like obviously, you know, like when you were going through your whole situation, it's hard to hear those kinds of things yeah. because you know you're just you're you're stuck and these things are happening to you and you don't know why. And it's not fair, you know what I mean? And, like, you're just like, what the fuck is going on? But, you know, like, it's happy... Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm happy to hear you seven, eight years later be able to have the clarity and, like, the mindset, you know, like, be different. You know what I mean? Because, like, now you can look back and you say, you know what? All I had to do is just push through. You know what I mean? And you push through. You got here. And that shows everyone else that you can do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. I'm really glad that um, I'm really glad that you've gotten the the, you know, to this point. How do you feel like now that you've gotten, you know, like, kind of like through some of those hardships and stuff like that? I'm sure that there's still difficulties, but honestly, I feel I feel like two people. Hmm. I, Cause I can, like I said, I can still remember, yeah, my my past self, right? You know, Simran, you know, stuff like that. Oh, and like then before I, that, yeah, and I can then I can remember now, mm-hmm. and I feel like sometimes I'm two people at the same time. Yeah, like a uh, Venom. 
Hey, <laughs> no, no spoilers, but uh, <laughs> hey, go see Venom. <laughs> go see Venom, then you know what they're talking about. Hey, get get that advertising. <laughs> we need a check from Marvel for that. Um, no, no, but I, I I feel what you're saying. I feel what you're saying. Cause like you have you were you were fifteen. You were fifteen. Fifteen. I, I always forget. I just turned sixteen. Okay, so you just turned sixteen. You have sixteen years of memories. Before that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you have everything after that. I I understand. Like, it feels like you do have, like, two lives. Like, it's, like, before and then after. It's crazy. That's crazy. I can tell you, um, it was really, really, really tough. Um, obviously, you know, we weren't going through what you were going through, but it was tough watching it. Like, it, you can tell... Um, you can tell how you were feeling just by looking at you in the eye. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when you had first told me the grudge story. Like, I, I honestly was terrified for you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know what that could possibly feel like, you know? Or um, waking up and then thinking that you have a leg that's not there. And then falling and then quickly coming back to that realization that you don't anymore and you're not that same person anymore. Um, we've all had like some tough, tough nights just, um, wishing that you didn't have to go through that. You know what I mean? Um, uh, mom, well, mom is, mom repeats herself a lot, but you know, she, we all wish that we could have, you know, I don't know, like we could have done something to like have you not have to go through that. You know what I mean? Like, if we could, we would have replaced ourselves for you to, you know, save yourself that pain. Um, but it is what it is now. You know what I mean? Uh, we've learned to deal with it as a family. It it sucked. It It really sucked. But we got through it, you know? But, you know, I would say, like, it's kind of, like, it's like a blessing in disguise, True. Cause uh, I, I would say I've grown from the person that I was, and if um, I don't know the monos know, and then the, some some people who don't know me, I was a, I was a bad kid back then. <laughs> all right, I I did I did not listen to nobody. All right. Yes, we used you to mean, fight all the time. I, I I was the baby in Baby's kids. <laughs> okay, the little baby. <laughs> If you ain't seen Bebe's Kid, go watch Bebe's Kid. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's hilarious. But, but I, yeah. I think that because I went through the hardship and I, I felt that moment of humility and... Um, what's a what's good word for it? What do you mean? That because I, because I accepted my death while in the coma, yeah. I felt like... Now that I can learn, I can learn that something is now worth worth something. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, like you know, the, to worth live. Yeah, like worth living. There's something to worth to live for. Yeah, I feel you. I feel that for sure. Damn.
Um, here. So would uh, music played a big part in um, getting you back to normal, you feel? Yes, it pretty much did. It, it actually became my passion over time because of it. Yep. And that's what you're trying to do with the rest of your life, too, right? Like, yes. you want to be in, mu- in the music business? Music business, teach it, you know, make it in any type of music business. Sure. That's a, um, like how you were saying before, like, blessings in disguise, you know, who knows what your passion would have been before, you know, what happened to you. Now that, um, you know, your life is your life and you've come out of it and stuff like that, you realize that music is something that's, it's something that drives you and it, you know it makes you you know yeah. motivated and it now you want to just be around at all times you know what i mean you want to produce it you want to manage it you want to be in it you know what i mean um so who knows like if you would have found that passion if you didn't have your you know accident you know what i mean yeah so yeah bl- blessings in disguise I- i'd probably be in jail I'll be honest with you. I'd probably be in jail. We're not going to let you go to jail, Mike. <laughs> I got to learn somehow. Okay. You're going to learn today. You're going to learn today. Hope oh, you're all growing up now. Oh, you're all growing up now, though. Um, <laughs> but um, tell me about, um, you know, some of the other passions that you found since, you know, your accident. Like, what do you mean? Oh, uh, I, ever since... I got back to high school. I, 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 mom, mom and dad said, oh, you know, you should join club, you know, you know, stuff like be, be part of, be part of a social community. Some sort of social activity. Yeah. So I started, I started, uh, I, my English teacher at the time, my English American lit teacher at the time, mm-hmm. Mr. Lippet, he, he had a club going on called the Creative Writing Club. And what they did there, they would write stories and poems or songs or whatever that was written. Yeah. And we would read it towards each other and give and give good feedback to each other. So it was, it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool experience. With that being said, since my junior year, I've been writing every day since poems, songs. Oh, I I started writing songs. To after high school, uh, poems mostly poems throughout high school, and after I write songs, I do now I do beats and I put me words to those songs. Yeah, so that's good. How does it make you feel like whenever you uh, whenever you like you start your creative process? You know what I mean. Like so, you grab your pen and you grab your pad, or if you type it, you know what I mean. Like you sit down and you're ready to type. How does it make you feel like when you're actually doing it? I feel in control. Like I can finally get in control in my life. Yeah. Like, like, um, like the pen is my weapon and I'm going to lay out them bullets, the ink of the, of the pen on the paper. And, um, it, it feels kind of good. Mm-hmm. But it it also feels like I have, that's why I keep writing, like, you know, because it doesn't really, like, just let let it all out because I'm constantly thinking and, and I just keep on going and I, I, don't, I don't ever feel like I'm done. Yeah. What motivates you to, um, to kind of get, like, to continue to do it? Um, like, so when you say that you've been doing this every day since junior year, 
that obviously is a long time. You know what I mean? Like that's, uh, wow, that's since what's like six years, about six years or so. Um, what is the driving factor behind that for you to do it every single day, no matter what? Well, in high school, it was it was more of a normal high school problems, girls, you know, sure. family problems, you know, stuff like that. You just whatever I whatever I thought about, I just wrote down. Gotcha. And um, when I got out of high school, all that stuff just started <laughs> coming back. <laughs> so I, now I have a let I have let's say uh, I have a superpower. I can remember all that has happened to me. Go in my past, yeah. so I can remember the hardships I, I had in high school, and I can write a I can write a really good poem just off a of memory of what I've gone through in high school. Sure, sure. So then you always have inspiration to write. I always have inspiration, and and if I don't, I put on some Eminem, and and then I wrote I write some mean, you know, Kim <laughs> Fu poem. I don't know. <laughs> What um so you mentioned Eminem and then you know we played a Kid Cudi song. What what are the, some of the other artists that kind of like spoke to you during this time, or or even still do speak to you during this time? You know? G Easy, G Easy. Uh, I think uh, he has a song called Crash and Burn. Mm-hmm. It it um that one and the song Me Myself and I. Okay, those ones really uh, have like a message that you feel like yeah. speaking to you specifically. Yes. Uh, what are some other artists? Uh, B.O.B. Okay. Uh, Childish Gambino. Um, and this one's not really a, 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 a hip-hop artist. Yeah, no, it doesn't have to be hip-hop. Just um, whoever, yeah. The Goo Goo Dolls. The Goo Goo Dolls? Yeah. Uh, honestly, though, because when I, when I listen to music, I don't really listen to words. I, I listen to the, the music, and I try to, like, mail it out, and then, um, Put my put my own thoughts to the music, so that way, I feel like it's my song. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. You try to make it your own. It's yeah. not just like listening to whatever it is. Yeah, you visualize it in your head and you imagine it being your own, and then you put your own shit to it. Yeah, you put your own like touch to it almost. Um, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Was there something you wanted to share? Give me a sec. Uh, yeah. Um. The uh, you can't find it here because I I don't know why it's not on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But the the song uh, from the movie Tyler Ty, Ty, Tyler Perry's Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Yeah. What um what what song? The the church scene. Oh, Father, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I'm listening to that, I that I immediately relate that back to when I was fighting to come back alive. When I gave up, mm-hmm. like I, I, I'm not, I'm not a religious person. Maybe, you know, maybe in the moment I am. Okay, but like, when, when, when I gave up, I was. It felt like I, the song was playing. I was praying to to the to God. Yeah. That you know, can you hear me? I need help. Yeah. And every time I hear that song, I get goosebumps. Sure. And um, I remember. Uh, you can't play, but there's a part, you know, um, you remember the part where the mom, yeah, she's a drug addict and she comes in mm-hmm. and she's doing that that ver- that that verse, mm-hmm. that part right there is like, um, 
I know I can't do it by myself. Yeah. That part really gets to me. Because I, I honestly feel like I can't do it by myself, so I need some type of help. Sure. I, I love that song. And, it's a, and that, that part always gets to me, too, because it's, it's very powerful. Um, also, highly recommended if, if you don't know what we're talking about. First off, Diary of a Mad Black Woman is an excellent movie. That's def- it's hilarious. It's powerful. Hands it's down, Tyler Perry's best film. I, 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 it's definitely like top two for me. Um, but also, the, that particular scene with that particular song, Father Can You Hear Me? It's beautiful. It's it's just something else. And Definitely, then, it's 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 worth looking up a YouTube clip or whatever. And if you have time to watch the movie, definitely watch the movie. It's, it's, act, it's and, great, and it's actually a real song too. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but just the way that they performed it yeah. specifically was like crazy, stupid, powerful. Um, and then um, also, that's why I hate churches though. Because I want it to be like just like that. Okay. <laughs> you want that moment to be I, like that? Yeah, like I want someone <laughs> to be like, oh, hallelujah. And then, you know. Oh, and also that part in the same scene when the when the the husband, he got up with the... With the... With the... Uh, with the, with uh, the walker. With the cane. With, with the cane. The, with the cane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he walked up there. Yeah. That, that spoke to me too. Sure. Because he actually... Like, yeah. it was a similar situation. I feel you. I feel you. Like, I... It's crazy. Um, I think uh, music is an important part in a lot of people's lives to kind of help them get through a lot of shit. Um, and then, like, sometimes you don't even, like, choose it. Sometimes you'll hear a song, and then, like, for whatever reason, like, yo, that's exactly what you needed to hear. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you don't even, like, plan it sometimes. Um, it's just kind of crazy how that works, you know? But um, there's a... There's, I don't know if you heard this one, but there's another episode that we... Uh, Jesse and I talked about it a lot on just how like music helps us day to day, and you know like there's times where we kind of need to pick me up, you know what I mean to like get us through, and music's a big part of our lives, you know. Um, is there a song like when you feel like you're having a really really tough day? Oh, well, I guess you just kind of told me you said that one does like the the Tyler Perry one, but okay, like tough day how? Cause... Like. Like a day where you're just like you just don't want to, you, like like things are just really 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 bad right now, and you need a song to kind of like pick you up and lift you up. Where at the end of it, you're like, hey, it's gonna be okay. You know what I mean? Yes, I have a, a particular song for that. Okay, it's just called "There's Got to Be More to Life." What, uh, by who? Like what's by the artist? Stacy Arico. Uh, let me see. Orico? Orico. Oh, okay. I never I never heard of her. You if you hear the song you you you'll remember. I've heard I've heard it before. Yeah. But um like tell me about it like what why does that particularly like um okay, lift well, you up, you know what I mean? In the videos she she's going through the hardships, you know, she's she's uh she's she's a single mother going through living life and it, it turns out it's, it's hard for her, right? Yeah. And she she's singing the song is like there's got to be more to life than what I'm doing now. There's there has to be some kind of high to keep me to pick me back up. Yeah. Wow. And it makes you feel. It makes me feel that I can, I I can I'm not alone. Basically, that yeah. someone else is going through, not not their specific problem, but mm-hmm. like something related to. I feel that. 
I feel that. To live, um, to try to live on a on another positive note, like you think that uh, music's recommended to people, you know, like oh, definitely, definitely, it is a must. You would, you would do that, like it, if it has it has to be like a number one priority, you know, to help you out. Yeah. Other, you know, either that or do some push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of random. What what I meant was like do something active. You know, keep your keep your body moving. You know, don't don't lay in bed mooping all day long because you're all you're gonna do is just gonna put yourself in that position and you're gonna get used to that mope that moping and and it's just gonna it's just gonna be a start become a habit and keep coming back. So, you know, try to be active as much as you could or can. And um, if not, just pop on some tunes and just sleep. The bet- Now, for me, when I'm listening to music, yeah. I sleep. Like, I, I, when, when I, I put on music and I just sleep to it. Yeah. It, it helps really much. Like, if you, it's it's uh, therapeutic. Yeah, like, uh, like when you told me to listen to the Kanye album. Which one did I tell you? Because um, I've yeah, I've told yeah. you to listen to a lot, yeah. but yay, yeah. yay yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I I will put it on mm-hmm. and I will sleep to it, and that's how I would, that's how I would listen. That's how I would listen to music. Nice, and it and it helps you. Oh yeah. Um. Now when I'm sleeping, I'm thinking. I'm thinking a lot, and when I wake up, I think I when I wake up. I can. I have my phone or uh, my notebook next to me, mm-hmm. and I write. And then right after that, you just start writing about everything you're thinking about, everything that you have. Yep. And it's just a never-ending cycle. And then that's why I said that if you if you if you see me like when I'm not with family or not with my friends, I won't. I won't. You will. You will see me with a pen and with with my phone in my hand, not on any social media, but like on the notes and stuff. Uh, typing or with a pen, with a with a notebook and a pen and a pen. I feel you. What do you think? Um, what do you think the goal is now for you to just kind of like finish up this conversation? You know, like what is, what's um, what's like the okay? So like this has happened um, seven eight years ago. So what do you have planned for, or what do you want in the next seven or eight years? You know what I mean. Uh, one, I want to be skinny. Okay. <laughs> That's damn sure. I wanna... A lot of us do, man. A lot of us want to get skinny again. Um, I, right now, I, I don't know though. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to look at the future and then like have it change dramatically. Yeah. And then, um, wonder what if, what if I did What if I did this? What if I did that wrong? Sure, right. Sure. Um, so I, I don't really know. I, I, I kind of, I'm the type of person where if something happened, I would just go with it and just hopefully it comes out good. You know, comes out bad, it comes out bad. You know, it can, can't get any worse than dying. You know, I've been through there. So, you know, I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I completely get what you're saying. And I like it, actually. You just gotta go through it, you know. There, there's no shortcuts. 
you can't cheat you can't cheat code your way in a Mario Kart at the at the finish line, but you know, you just gotta go through that, that muddy puddle, you know, when they throw <laughs> when they throw that banana at you, you gotta go through it. <laughs> or you could just dodge it because you don't have to I'm messing with you all my you, you could do that, yeah, but... No, <laughs> oh, good. No, that's good. So, um, I know that you, Michael, um, after wanting to tell your story, I know that you really wanted to talk about some comic book movies because you and I have been fans of comic book movies for, what, all our life? All our life. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, okay, so I know that we're going to get into a list, but I'm trying to see if you remember. Do you remember, like, some of the first comic book movies that we saw? Batman? Same. I feel like it was Batman, like Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah, because we I remember I had the toy. We had the toy had and the, then the I'm Batmobile. Pretty, I'm pretty sure that we Oh yeah, you did have the Batmobile. Yeah. I think we had um I feel like we had it on tape too, like VHS. Cause I remember I remember for the Batman uh like cover, it was all black and it literally had nothing on it except for the Batman symbol and it was all black. You yeah, remember that? The Michael Keaton one. The Michael Keaton one. Is, re- is that I, the one with uh, Danny DeVito and... No, 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 no. Michelle Pfeiffer? That's Batman... What is it? Returns? Yeah, that one's Batman Returns. And then I remember that cover had Batman's head on top of Catwoman's head on top of... Um, what's that motherfucker's name? Oh, Penguin. Penguin. Danny DeVito's head. And yeah. it, it was like the four heads like in a row. Yeah. And then it was like Batman Returns. That's what I remember. Um... Do you remember watching like the OG Supermans too? You remember that? I'll be honest with you. I'm not a big fan. Sorry, I'm not a big fan of Superman. No, but do you remember watching those? Like, remember the old '70s ones? No, not really. You don't remember those? All right, whatever, man. But those are some. Those are um, those are the first ones that we saw. Mm. I remember. So, what's your top? What do you? What are your top five? Marvel, and then we'll do top five DC right after that, and then we'll just start talking whatever. All right. So my 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 top five Marvel movies all time. Number one is Winter Soldier. Okay. You know, because it's not just a superhero movie. It's it's actually uh, um, it's like a spy. It's like a like a spy. It was like a spy thriller. A spy thriller. yeah, Yeah. Basically, you know. Uh, number two, it, ha- it has to be Blade because you know Blade is tight. You know, <laughs> before Black Panther, it there was Blade. All it right, was, it was so all let, let's not you know jump the conclusions. You know, <laughs> world. Shout out to Wesley Snipes, Passenger Fifty Seven. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, number two, I gotta say probably Thor Ragnarok. Without you said number two. Number two I mean, was Blade. I mean, number three. Okay, okay, okay. Number three, Thor Ragnarok. That was great. Yeah. That was a good movie. That was a real good It movie. really changed the way we look at Thor now. Yeah. No, for sure. I'll fuck with that. What else? Uh, number four, I got Infinity War. Yep. It surprised me completely. I mean, I knew what was going to happen, but like how it 
how it like played out in in um, live action, it just like surprised me and stuff. Yeah. Okay. And what's your what's your five? Number five. Don't get on me. All right. Don't get on me. I can tell. This is going to make me mad. It's Fantastic Four. The, oh my the Chris Evans ones. I love that movie. <laughs> I can watch that movie and like not get bored. That's crazy. It is so fun to watch. I mean, the sequel, eh, there was no need for it. Yeah. But, you know, the the, the first movie, I remember because um, the, the, my favorite part in that movie was when was when uh, Johnny, uh, Chris Evans, Johnny Storm, he was in the... He was on the bike, the uh-huh. dirt bike in the arena. Yeah. And he he lost control of the bike, so he tried to... It was the first time he flew. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know what I liked about that scene? Was that right after that, like, when he went uh, went on fire for the first time, they played uh, Lloyd Banks on fire. Yeah. Because he was Because G-Unit was real tight back then. So I was like, oh, hell yeah. G-G-G-G-Unit. <laughs> oh my goodness! If, if y'all don't know what that is, it's a it's a Chappelle show reference. <laughs> it's a good 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 Oh my! Y'all from the streets? Jesus! Like you from the streets? All right. He's like, oh okay. <laughs> oh man. Um, damn. Uh, so my top five. Um, this actually. Okay, so my top one, and then the rest of them are not in order, but my one is the Blade Trinity, for sure. Like, I love Blade. I I was just watching uh, Blade 1 and 2, because it's on Netflix now. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That, that shit was so fucking tight. Just, what's, I'm, we've been Wesley Snipes fans, like, forever, but then, like, when he did Blade, like, it was crazy dope. Like, the movies, the, the, the special effects was tight, the action was tight, he was, he was taking names all over the place. It was it was just dope, and plus it was good, you know, because at that time it wasn't really known for special effects. Yeah, and it looked amazing. Like it looked, uh, uh, the first one still looks a little, a uh, little iffy with the effects. Yeah. But you know that was like twenty years ago. But uh, Blade Two look, it still looks not bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Obviously, it's not you know twenty eighteen, but it's, it's, it's alright. It's alright. It's, it's, it's a good comparison. You see what I'm saying? Like, and I never forget. Like, uh, remember at Kelly's. Oh, excuse me. Um, we used to go to a middle school called Kelly's Middle School. Uh, mini school, sorry. Mini school. But I remember we used to have those movie days, those movie popcorn days. And uh, we have to pay $2. Um, you have to pay $2 and then you can, you, can wa- you can actually watch the movie with the class. And then we get popcorn and soda or whatever. I feel like every time we had those, and it was like every month, it was always Blade 2. Like the they let the <laughs> I don't know what it was like they let the kids decide and every single time it was up for a vote it was like we're watching Blade Two like so I don't even know why you ask it like we're watching Blade Two again and again it was, and it was again really popular it was <laughs> like even in Puerto Rico it was popular we just watched Blade Two over and over again but um yeah so that's my number one just Blade trilogy is just gonna be number one no matter what then the rest of them are just gonna like whatever like whatever order. Spider-Man 2. That's a good one. Crazy dope movie. That's a good Man, one. Doc Ock was one of the wild fucking up ba- uh, Batman. Fucking up uh, Spider-Man. He was messing him up all over the city. That, that's probably like the second best Spider-Man film ever. That's the first. Homecoming. No, definitely not. That's disrespectful to no. me. That's disrespectful. No. Tobey Maguire, I'm sorry that he said that. <laughs> <laughs> that's disrespectful, man. I, I would revert that. 
I would say Homecoming is the second best. Debatable. Okay. Well, we'll move on. Alright. <laughs> um, X2. X-Men 2. That okay. movie was crazy. That that scene with Nightcrawler in the beginning going after the president. Jesus Christ. Remember, I remember watching that in theaters with you and being like, yo, what the fuck is going on, man? Like, what, <laughs> like, what, what is going on right now? Like, it was crazy. The intro was crazy. Um, every scene with Wolverine, like, fighting everybody and uh, fighting the... the um, uh, I like the part the where... Assassins? I like the Assassins? I like the part when uh, Bobby... Went home to his parents. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they they got they 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 got called the the brother uh, called the cops. Yeah, and then, and then, Pi- he, and then Pyro, Pyro lit him up. He's like <laughs> blowing up cop cars and stuff. He's like, hey, put your put put your knives down. Like, I can't. <laughs> and then <laughs> they shot him in the head. <laughs> he said, forget that, man. Um, and then what what was the um, the scene where Gene like holds like. Oh the yeah, flood, the, the the flood, oh, the the dam, because yeah. the the dam broke the over, dam so broke. she holds the water, yeah, and then like levitates the the jet also and, and at and the same at, time. And then after that, you can see the phoenix underneath. At, at the end, the cutscene. Remember how crazy that was? Yeah, like, we were like, "Yo, what the hell?" Um, Storm was tight. She was alright. She was alright in it. But Nightcrawler was like a big thing. Like Nightcrawler, like poofing all over the place. That was crazy. You know what sucks? They didn't. They didn't mix him in the third film. Well, I, I think there was. I, I don't know, man. They did a lot wrong in the third film that they just, like, everything that went right, they were just like, nah, we're not going to do that. And then let's just do something different. Like, they killed Cyclops. But he was kind of weak in the in the series, but they should have at least, like, let him blow up some shit. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, give, like, give him some backstory. Give him some, like, a battle or something. Yeah. Like, all he did in, in the third one was he showed up to the lake, he saw Gene... He gave a kiss and then he, he sucked <laughs> he, the life out of him. And then he vanished. And then he was just like, poof. All right. That's I mean, it. you know, at least he's Kitty Pry got a scene. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I was like, man, that was messed up. But um, my next ones, my next ones are Black Panther, because Black Panther's amazing. Yep, I don't care what you say, but it was it was amazing. Overhyped political bullshit. Okay, well, one, no. Yes. <laughs> and two, it was amazing. It was it was literally Amazing! I love everything about Black Panther. The the damn Forrest Whitaker um, accent that was tight. Um, <laughs> uh, all the battle scenes were tight. Killmonger was the best part of the whole movie. You know, hands that was down. tight. You know, uh, uh, like right underneath Thanos, he's probably the best Marvel villain. Um, he's he's up there. I still put okay. So Thanos, Loki, Killmonger, Loki. Loki's tight. Loki was a at, tight villain. As in the first a villain, oh, I don't know. In the first couple movies, he was a dope villain. And Thor and and the first Avengers, like he was tight. They change like he's obviously like getting more like like he's changing. You know what I mean? Like he's like kind of like being like an antihero. That, but but in those first like, what was it? It was Thor, Thor Dark uh, Avengers, and the Thor Dark World where he was the villain, and he was dope. Not not Dark World. He was a, he was still he was more like the anti-hero. He was playing both sides cuz he faked his death, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was still like I thought he was a dope bad guy. I thought he was real dope. Okay. I'm still putting him like top 5. Like there's some weak ones. Like Red Skull was weak. Like, you know what I mean? Like he was weak. Um what's that what's that motherfucker's name with the with the whips whiplash? Whiplash. He was weak. Iron Man. <laughs> he was weak. Um yeah, but anyways, 
Killmonger's top five. No, top three Marvel villains for sure. But no, I thought the movie was great. I mean, like, if you look at it, I mean, since you have such a problem with the political I mean, whatever, you know, if if you think about it, you know, the, my problem with it is just, it's, uh, it's because that Killmonger wanted to, wanted to get out and... Ex, not exposed, but like use the technology you have for Wakanda for sure to help out black people. I'm assuming. No, that's no, that's what he said. Yeah, to, <laughs> it okay. was not an assumption. That's right, what he wh- said. Or yeah. whatever, but you yeah. know, to help them out. Yeah, and you know, make them in charge or whatever. Sure. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. He not not uh Black Panther uh, Chadwick or the. Black Panther. T'Challa, man. T'Challa. Okay. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> I can't call him by his real name. name, Chadwick. Just say Black Panther. All right. So, so the Black Panther guy, you know, he, at the end of the movie, he he basically did what Killmonger wanted, but in yeah. a more subtle way. So it, it wasn't really, you know, a villain, you know, because it... No, no. He was a villain. Okay. Wait. Hold up. It was a villain because he... He just was a little bit too extreme. So, like, his idea... There was nothing wrong with his ideas. What he was saying was correct. He was trying to... He, he was like, right now, Wakanda's sitting on a gold mine of technology, of being way advanced than everyone else, of having, like... You know, like... I, I, it, it was just a lot of benefits that Wakanda could have given to a lot of people in the world, specifically black people, because in a lot of other parts where he was from... They're struggling. And he was like, yo, we can we can help these people with what you have. Where what went wrong and why T'Challa had to feel like he had to stop him was because it was also the weaponry that he felt like, okay, we're gonna literally take over the like we need to because we're so um we've been put on the bottom for so long, we're going to go straight to the top and we're going to kill whoever tries to stop us. That's where the that's where it was like, okay, well, we can't, we're not going to do that because <laughs> we're peacekeepers. And, like, that's what – that's his whole thing was, like, the Black Panther thing. It was, like, it's to keep peace and, like, to keep everything under wraps and to only look after your own. So that's where the, the conflict was. So, like you said, in the end, he needed to realize is that you can – you got to try to have both ways. We need to go out here and help people. People need to know about Wakanda and know what we can do and know where we can help. And we're going to give aid. But also, we're going to also use this to be like peacekeepers. Like we're going to, um, we're, we, we already help the world in ways where like we, like you know how like they got secret agents and yeah. like trying to keep things together. But we're going to be more open about it and we're going to try and you know, lead the charge and be positive. You know what I mean? So it was, he took Killmonger's lesson. He just took out the part where like, hey, we're just going to kill everybody who doesn't disagree, you know, agree with us. You know what I mean? All I'm saying is that this movie would have been shorter if they just had a conversation. Michael, right. that's every movie okay, ever, man. Okay, like, because, uh, Wait, wait, hold up, no, hold no, up. But, but That's not a real complaint. That's literally every movie no, ever. No, no, no. This yeah. movie particularly is, it just, it could have ended in a conversation. Michael, <laughs> yes, that's literally every movie name, ever. Name another movie. Uh, okay, let's use Titanic. 
What if the people had a conversation of, hey, maybe we should move the boat a little bit to the left Mark, so we don't hit the Mark, iceberg? Mark. <laughs> Mark. Yes, that's every Mark. movie Mark. ever. Yes, had it had it been about black people, would even been no movie. Yeah, what is that even? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't never see <laughs> three. 3,000 black people died at the same damn time. We would have turned over those dinner tables. <laughs> get one of those dinner napkins. Get a little wind. Get into it. One black man, you know, gonna play when the boat go down. <laughs> cool and the gang would have been unplugged and shit. Is <laughs> that time to get the hell out of here. He's like, come on, motherfucker, let's go. He said, wrap that mic up. Let's go. <laughs> Wouldn't even been no movie. Oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, anyways, I'm just saying. <laughs> anyways, uh, my back to my list. Um, the last one of Infinity War. Like, like how you felt like you were surprised. Well, you weren't surprised on like what was going to happen because you know we did our research and yeah. you know we know, but it was a it was really dope. To see how they put it all together in live action form, because um, like we're fans of Avengers already, so you know it was already cool to see the mixing of everyone's story and then put it together in two hours and thirty minutes, yeah, and like watch all the action unfold and stuff like that. But with this one, there were so many storylines, heroes, villains, um, missions. Like, everyone was in different parts of the universe. Everyone's doing their own shit. And then it all comes together in this movie. And it looked amazing. How many times did you see it? About six times. I saw it five. I saw it five times. It was crazy, though. Like, yeah. it was just... I couldn't stop. Like, I, I was just like, yo, I got to watch this shit again. Oh, six times. Because I saw it on the plane. Um, I just recently had... Uh, remember that trip I took to Seattle? Yeah. <laughs> it was dope. Because the person I was next to, um, she was watching it on our iPad. And then she was like, hey, do you want to watch Avengers? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so we just watch Avengers. Like, just I don't even know her. Like, I didn't even get her name. We just watched Avengers the whole time. It was tight. But, um, yeah, that, that's, that's my top five for Marvel. Um, what do you feel about uh, DC? What's your top five DCs? All right. Mm, okay, starting from the bottom. What do you mean? Like, you oh, know, like five to one? Five to okay, one. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Dark Knight Rises. Dope. All right. It's a, it's you know, I say like it's the part of my least favorite Batman film. Okay, you know, really? Yeah, I promise you. Okay. When, when we when you when I get to one, you're gonna you're gonna get like wonder like what's his what's his Negro thing? <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, keep going. All right, um, number two, I got Spawn. Mm. Wait, Spawn's DC? I think so. I thought Spawn was a standalone because I wrote it as like an honorable mention. Spawn's DC? Nah. Spawn Comics is is something else. It's Empire. No, no, not Empire. It's uh, Image Comics. Damn. Yeah. It's a standalone. Well, you know what? But no, but... I'm going to um, just add that in there anyway. Well, it's not in your top five DCs, but I made a separate list of like honorable mentions and like other ones. That's what I did. But um, Spawn, damn, that was tight. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. 
with um he had the chains coming out of his body and he was crawling on like he was kind of like Doc Ock. He was like a black Doc Ock. He was crawling all over the city and then remember his cape was tight. Yeah, he go invisible and stuff. Damn, that was tight. And then remember when he pulled up at that dinner party and he came through with the guns just and they were trying to shoot him, but it was like none of it was working. And then like, didn't he like bleed like, like blood or smoke or something like that? Like I feel like it was like, it's green. It was green. That's what it was. Cause he, I, yeah, it was tight. And then remember that fight in hell, when he fought the demon. The, yeah. Damn, that was tight. Yeah, I, they need to remake it because you know those those graphics back then. Yeah, it was ugh, bad. It was you trash. Know. Yeah. And you know I really hate about that movie. Mm. That little mother. Um, Luguziamo. John Luguziamo. I hate him. For like that. as an actor or as no, the character? The character. That. Well, Michael, that's just the character. He's just. They couldn't the get any other small person. They just had to get him. So you do hate the actor. I don't hate him. I mean, he does he, good movies. You know. You know. What's what's um. I don't know the mo <laughs> the movie with uh which one uh Martin Lawrence. What's the worst that could happen? Yes. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And then you know he was in that movie with Chef. You know he was that was in Chef. Chef. Who wasn't in Chef, man? Chef. Oh, Chef. Oh, okay. I was like, man, that's not Chef, man. That's not okay. Okay, yeah. And Empire, yeah. Empire was Empire was alright. It was cool. Fat Joe got killed pretty quick. <laughs> but anyways, so anyways, um, okay, so you didn't like that part about it, but you like the rest. Yeah, of course. Okay. What else? Uh, what else? Well, we have to, that's not a DC movie, but what else is on your list? Though? Uh, I got Watchmen. Okay. I agree. Okay. Go ahead. Just real quick. Um, if you, if you go uh, for, for a great Halloween costume is uh, Rorschach. All right, so it's a really good because you it's like um the mask probably is like the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. It's not really like a mask. It's like um, it's like a what what do you call it? Like when you go like therapy and you see those pictures, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what, but I don't. I know what Rorschach is, but they're not gonna know what who Rorschach I is. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I, I I have to okay. So Google Rorschach. And then he's suggesting that you, uh, if uh, for easy Halloween costume, you can be Rorschach from The Watchmen. Yes, but but play it right, all right? Because you know, if if you just do it wrong, well, there's nothing that you can do wrong except for put on. The do dress however the damn you please. Just do whatever the hell you want. Just right? don't be a hypocrite. That's all. Anyways, just do what you want. Be a hypocrite if you have to. Fuck it. I don't care. Mask I, off. I, you know. Just, I don't care if you're a hypocrite or not. Just just do what you want. All right? So anyways, could just finish your list, man. <laughs> All right. Wonder Woman. Okay. Number cool. two. Okay. All right. You know, best film, you know. I agree. DC film you've, I've seen since my number one. Okay. All right. What's your number one? I already know what it is, but go ahead. You tell the people. Batman and Robin. <laughs> Hell crazy, yes. As stupid as that movie is, it is, I mean, you know, because as a kid, you know, I watch it and I'm like, oh, wow, this is like the greatest movie ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now, you know, it's it's not, it's not really good, but, you know, it's still like one of those movies, it's like a guilty pleasure, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. It used to, it used to be real tight because it was real colorful. 
and the Batmobile be riding through the city, just tight, blowing shit up. Yeah, and, and then, then, um, then Robert on on the bike. <laughs> yeah, the bike. <laughs> they couldn't give him a car, man. That's messed up. But um, Poison Ivy was bad. Oh, yeah. Uma Thurman. Yeah, shout out to Uma. And then uh, Mr. Freeze. Let's kick some ice. <laughs> What killed the dinosaur? The Ice Age. <laughs> <laughs> so damn dumb, man. That was funny though. It was it was, it was entertaining. And then was, Batman had a had a credit card. And yeah, stuff. yeah, the Batman American Express. They were wilding out back in the nineties, man, with those movies, man. And you know what I'm saying is that um, George Clooney is a great Bruce Wayne, but not a good Batman. I can see that. I can see that. I'm not mad at that. I agree with you. They, with that. they should have had a stunt double for him. <laughs> a stunt do double. Batman. They probably did. They probably had uh, Johnny Clooney, which is his little brother. They come and step in. And then <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, my top five. Um, my top five from bottom to the top. Yeah, bottom top, yeah. Uh, Batman vs Superman. I thought that movie was hard. I know a lot of people hated it, but I thought that was hard. I fuck with Ben Affleck as Batman. Um, he does a good job. Yeah, and then with the surprise like appearance of, you know, Wonder Woman of Wonder Woman, Diana Prince, she came through hard. Like she was taking names all over the place. I thought it was tight. Um, the next one would be Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Bane was tight. I I love Dark Knight Rises. I love it start to finish. Um, I know a lot of people were mad at the ending, but I love I love it. I like Atelier Ghoul, the surprise at the end. Um, I like, I know a lot of people are mad the way that Bane died, but I actually like, I was just like, hey, that's tight. Because like Catwoman just came through and blew him up, just poof, shot him ass. And then that was it. He came through with the hammers. Um, what is the next one? Um, next one is Watchmen. Watchmen, I just think is a really dope movie in general. Not Besides just a comic book movie. Um, I think that it's a dope just movie. Because, yeah. like, you know how we were just talking about Winter Soldier and how it was, like, it was more than a comic book movie. It was actually, like, a spy kind of, like, thriller with a lot of suspense in it. Um, I felt the same thing about Watchmen. Because, the obviously, the twist at the end was dope. Um, it was kind of like a crime thriller. Because, like, all these the, these superheroes are, are getting killed. And, like, you're trying to figure out who's killing them and who's trying to get to the bottom of it. On top of the other side stories that they had going on. And... They're like they're dealing with like PTSD and like um, like the image of superheroes and like just everything that it comes with and stuff like that. I thought it was a dope movie. Um, the ending, crazy dope. I loved it. You know what I mean? And it was similar to Black Panther in the sense that the villain was actually like the voice of reason almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where um, Ozymandias, he's the bad guy you find out at the end of it. But his plan to rect like to solve the world's problems, it's evil technically, but it's for the greater good. You know what I mean? Like, and like, like similar to with up? Thanos, right? You know. Oh, another that's another thing. Uh, Killmonger and Thanos and stuff like that. They have the, they're portrayed as the antagonist, but they also have they're yeah. they're almost like a, they have good intentions. Exactly. So it was dope. I liked it a lot. Um, the next one I have to say would be... Oh, because that's my number two. No, 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 no. Did I? No, 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 no. Sorry. So number three is Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is so hard, man. Oh, yeah. She, man, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, whatever it is. Gadot. One, she's bad. She's crazy bad. <clears throat> she's a beautiful girl. Two, 
she be taking names like yo she's crazy she was she was in the Israeli army she she bust capping yeah man she's crazy dope and then um yeah she just did Wonder Woman type it was dope it was a just dope movie um I like uh, Chris Pine in it too Chris Pine was tight he was funny too he was funny that's a good dude um and then my last one is uh, Dark Knight not Rises but the second one yeah the, the Joker one yeah 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 Joker. Um, Rest in peace, Heath Ledger. Oh yeah, R.I.P. Heath. Um, yeah, that movie was just. I don't even have to really say much about Dark Knight. Everybody knows what time it is. Dark Knight is just dope. Mm. That's just it explains it all. Yeah, exactly. It was just. It was start to finish. It was tight with the with the with the bank robbery, with the bus crashing into the bank stuff like that. He was capping niggas, and then um. And then Rachel died. Well, man, that was crazy. I remember watching that and being like, yo, what the fuck? Like, are you serious right now? I was not expecting Rachel to die. I didn't, I was not expecting them to, to kill him like that. And then for Harvey to live, I was like, yo, what, what, where are they going with this? And then with the Two-Face shit. And, I, and then that, that goes into the comics because that's what Batman does. Yeah. He, he, he creates his own villains. Yeah. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was tight. That was tight. Um, I did want to give shout outs to like honorable mentions or movie or, or, um, comics that aren't Marvel or DC, but their movies were, were tight. Yeah. Um, man. Okay. Wait, first off, honorable mentions from Marvel, uh, Thor Ragnarok. You put that in your top five. It's not quite top five for me, but I love it because it was hilarious and it was dope. Thor was tight. They yeah. made him tight again. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. One of the best soundtracks for a movie that I've heard in a real long time. Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, what was another soundtrack that was tight um, for a comic book movie? John Wick. Oh, I haven't seen John Wick yet. For real? That's a comic book movie? Yeah. You haven't seen John yeah, Wick? No, I ain't seen it yet. Oh my God. All right, I'm going to have to watch Sway. that. Sway, for real? <laughs> <laughs> How, Sway? How, Sway? How, Sway? I think, oh, is it a comic? I think so. Nah, man, it ain't no comic. It's a book. I know that. Yeah, man. Wait. Hold up. Nah, man, it's not a... It, ha it has to be. The, the nah. Way... <coughs> ain't got nothing like this. Yeah, no, it's just a movie. Oh, damn. But anyways, you gotta see that movie. Oh, I was like, what the hell? I was like, I didn't know it was a comic. No, no but no, I do need to see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Besides that, yeah, I do need to see it. Um, what were we just talking about? Oh, Guardians. Guardians is dope, man. Guardians is so tight. Guardians is tight. You can't tell me it's not tight. And the second one was tight, too. This third one is about to be crazy. Uh, anyways, um, um, uh, that's all for Marvel. Honorable mention for DC. Logan. Logan, Logan, Logan. Logan was tight, man. And that movie what? made me cry. Logan, bro. Bro, that ain't DC. How is that not DC? That's Marvel. Oh, my bad. My wow. Bad. Oh, I'm tripping. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm drunk. That's why. My bad. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, what? My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I'm tripping. No, for real, for real. Yeah, you're right. It's not. I'm. <laughs> it's not a DC movie. It is a It is a Marvel. But Logan, man, that was sad. I, I don't. I, I, I saw it once. I'm not seeing it again. Okay, well, I saw it like four or five times. It was amazing. That, I can't, that I can't watch that movie. Jerky. Why? Because it's sad. It's, I don't. I don't. I don't like seeing him die. All right. It's like. It's like. A, it's like. A, 
it's like watching an ice, it's like watching a polar ice cream melt. You know, it's just slow. Like, you know, it's, it's inevitable and you know it's coming and it's just like. Yeah, so it's sad. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's, it's sad. But that's what makes it tight. Not it's me. a great movie. It's a great movie. An X-23 capping niggas. You know, when I went into it, I thought, you know, it was going to be like, I mean, sort of, because I read old, uh, Logan Old Man. Old Man Logan. Same thing. It's not really the same thing. I mean, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. And I knew, like, I knew it was going to happen, but like, wow. You know, just like, if, like Infinity War. Like putting it into the live action and like seeing how they translate the comic yeah. to the thing is dope. In into like real life and yeah. stuff. And, you know, it makes you wonder what, what, what is killing all these mutants? Well, yeah. Like what happened to the rest of them? Yeah. Like what did Professor X do? Like what did he do to kill all these motherfuckers? Um, yeah, man. But I thought it was tight. I thought it was tight. That's an honorable mention. And then, actually, I don't have honorable mentions for DC, but I do have three comic book movies that are not Marvel or DC. One, Spawn, like you put in your top. Spawn's dope. I don't need to go over Spawn again. Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass is tight, man. Kick-Ass and uh, what's the little girl's name? Hit-Girl. 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 Woo, boy. The first time I saw that, I was like, yo, what is this? And that I soundtrack was tight. I didn't listen to it because I, I feel like I wouldn't like the music on there. But that movie was dope. That movie was dope. It was funny. Um, uh, my last one, shout out to my guy, Michael Sarah, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. That movie so fucking dope. Don't be mad at it. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, whatever, man. Look, Scott Pilgrim is tight, man. Scott Pilgrim is tight. Uh, I don't know. See, if, if I had to choose... You know, you got to say Dark Man. What the hell are you talking about? Dark Man. What the hell's a Dark Man? Dark Man. Oh, you talking about Wesley Snipes again? No, bro. Liam Neeson. Neeson. What the hell's a Dark Man? I'm looking it up. You've seen the movie before. I don't know no goddamn Dark Man. You've seen it before. What the hell is this? Oh, my God. Bro, how you... we watched it when we were kids. I promise you I've never seen this trash. <laughs> I could tell it's trash. Oh my god. Why right. the hell is he wrapped up like a mummy? Cause he was burnt up. It's third it's third degree burns. But he's, so he's burned man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright then what about a uh, blank man? But that's not um well, that I wouldn't put it in the top. Meteor Man? Meteor Man is tight. Meteor Man, I, I love Blank Man. I love Blank Man. If y'all if y'all never seen that, y'all gotta go watch it. It's a Damon Wayans movie. It's dope. Um, man, nah, I'm not rocking with this Dark Man though. What the hell is this? Dark Man Two: The Return of the Durant. I'm oh. talking about Kevin Durant. I don't know what that is. <laughs> man, fuck. I mean, man, whatever. I'm not watching <laughs> no Dark Man. So, anyways, um, so yeah, you got any honorable mentions that you want to show some love to? Live action, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, damn, I really got to think about it. Sorry, I really got to think about it. Well, we don't have time for that, but maybe next time. Right. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. End it off like this. Okay, so first off, I just want to say thank you. <clears throat> uh, I appreciate you coming, um, wanting to be on the podcast. I appreciate your support, bro. Uh, also, sharing your story. I know that obviously um, it's a little... it. There was a time where it was difficult for us to kind of like talk about, you know, like what happened to you and stuff like that. And like, um, 
with there was just so much. There's a lot of emotion to it. It changed, you know, a lot of things for us. Like all of our lives kind of like didn't go as planned. You know what I mean? But um, I appreciate you wanting to open up. I'm I'm really glad to see like your growth and like now like wanting to talk about things and like I feel like even like you could probably like talk to someone that's like younger than you like that would be going through it and you'd be able to like help them you know what I mean like I feel like the way that you spoke about it and like the way that you have this strength now you know what I mean um this willingness to just kind of like move on from it and move forward like you could help some people you know what I mean so I, I think it's dope that you wanted to say this on the on the podcast yeah because like if someone were to hear this I feel like it would help them a lot so yeah, I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Ain't no problem. I'll just do what I do. <laughs> try to help, you know. Um, yeah, pretty much, you know, just try to help out the, the fam, you know, help out world, you know, you know, like like you know, Michael Jackson said to quote him, you know, um, mm-hmm. man in the mirror, you know. If you want to change the world, you need to start with the the man in the mirror. You know, you change yourself, then you can change the world. That's big facts. And shout out to uh, Big Mike, Big MJ. Rest in R- peace, Mike. R.I.P. Mike. Yeah, you're right though. For real. that's an amazing song too. I yeah. love that song. That song is a good song. I'm gonna make a change. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, um, anything you else you want to say to the people? Hey, shout out to Nori, babe. Love you. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, anyways. <laughs> okay. Uh, zippity doo dah. <laughs> But um, you yeah. just you just reminded me. What's up? That thing I um I used to watch was watch all the time when I was a kid. What? Um, zippity doo dah, zippity day. Oh my, my oh my, what, what a, a wonderful, wonderful day! Plenty of sunshine heading my way. Hey, zippity doo dah, zippity day. Where where's that from? Where, I'm gonna have to look it up. Cause it's like, doesn't he say like, does uh like he says, Mister Bluebird on my shoulder, something yeah. like that. I'll, I'll Google like Mister Bluebird on my shoulder and see what comes up. I don't remember that though. I feel like it's a Disney movie though, like an old ass one. Probably. Yeah. But yeah, I remember watching that. I think we had that on VHS too though, cause I remember watching it like popping it in the 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 VCR and then watching it, but like only watching that and being like the rest you, is trash. You know what? Huh? I, you just you just like. Put something in my head. What? The Power Rangers movie. Damn. <gasps> Power Rangers not a comic though. I know, but you know, like what we did as a kid yeah. for the movie. It, I mean, like it was amazing, you know. Yeah, but it. I mean, like it wouldn't count for this, but I yeah, know, Power I Rangers know. is tight. I've messed with you it. You know, you used to dress up in the white because you. you I, were I was. I was the. I was the white ranger. And with I was the, I was with the white with the gold helmet. Was, Billy, you love the blue. I was, I, was, I was the blue ranger. Wasn't that your favorite color though? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your favorite color was. And blue. then uh, I think JoJo was was <laughs> green or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. Um, oh, okay. So that zippity doodah thing is from Song of the South. Isn't that uh, a racist movie? Yeah, isn't it racist as hell? What the hell are we doing then? <laughs> what the we singing a song thinking it's all good? Like hell no. I bet you the the <laughs> We were singing <laughs> We're singing the, the, the PG version, but the real song and the song the, the real version of it is Zippity Doo Da Kill a Nigga. And then like <laughs> 
no, we, we can put that on. We, we gotta clean that up. Well, let's clean that up. Let's try to let's clean that up for the uh, for the PG. Oh my hey, goodness! But but keep it for the special features. <laughs> on the deleted scenes, on the on the special features, they got the real OG. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. So yeah, Power Rangers tight. Yeah. We'll we'll have to we'll you're obviously I mean you're invited back. We'll have to get you back and then we could talk about some other stuff too. You know what I mean? And then um. What's up? Um, the Buzz Lightyear. What you mean? Remember how the Buzz Lightyear toy? Oh, you're just thinking about the toys that we had. Yeah, yeah. The um, the Buzz Lightyear. I don't remember having a Woody though. No. I think we had the Buzz Lightyear actual toy. We had yeah. the Batman actual toy, the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. I remember we had uh, we had a whole lot of fire trucks and like Tonka trucks. Remember the Tonka trucks? Remember when we were small, we could actually ride the, in the back of the Tonka truck and yeah. go down the hills. Damn, that was dangerous. That was not smart. We weren't the smartest kids. We used to go down the hill in these little Tonka trucks, running into trees, bushes, trash cans, all types of shit. Hey, hey, real quick, before it ends, rest in peace, Rexy, you know? Rexy. Oh, our first dog. Yeah. Because I was like, who the hell is that? Is that a girl that you know? Okay, okay, my bad. Yeah, absolutely. R.I.P. to Rex. Uh, man, and remember, we were small enough to, it was a big golden retriever. So we had this big ass golden retriever. Golden retriever was like six feet tall. It was crazy. <laughs> but we were small enough to be able to ride her. And I remember that was so dope. I remember the first day that we came home with her too. That was amazing. That was amazing. That was good times. But um, yeah, R.I.P. to Rex. R.I.P. to Rexy. R.I.P. to all of our pets. I don't man. even think Mia knows about her. We'll have to, we'll have to let Mia know what's up. We'll, we'll let her know. But um, yeah, good episode. You yeah. feel good about it? Yeah. You're going to have to come back. We're going to come back and oh, have yeah. you talk about a whole bunch of stuff, all right? Oh, yeah. All right, cool. You ready for the outro? Let's do it. Need a boy and his family. Got a machine and they're on their way. way, way, way back in the Destination was a mystery. Something on the time machine. I don't know. 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 I don't